before we get to our show, I have an ask of you, the listener. If you're new to us, or you've enjoyed us for over the last four plus years and have gotten value out of listening, whether that be a new place to eat or a conversation that you've enjoyed, please consider sending some value our way. If you'd like to send a monetary amount, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal, and we are at Fatterday Omaha, that's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A. We would appreciate it, and 20% of those funds will go to a food-based program or charity and add value to other people's lives. If you don't have funds to spare, we'd appreciate your time and skills in sharing us on social, recommending us to others, liking them, subscribing to the podcast, or maybe you have awesome skills like graphic design, marketing, or anything else. Email us at FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Let's get to our show. You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. Ladies and gentlemen, eaters of all ages, it is time once again to bring you Fatterday Omaha. And Dave Zorko is here sitting alongside of my co-host, TJ. We're more across from each other, Dave. It's the secret to really good radio chemistry is no but. That's right. Never yes and. It makes us adversarial and stops the show in its tracks so I can take a swig of this coffee. Do you hear that out there? It's the kind of hosting like that that just makes things dangerous because I also have a coffee here. And because you were drinking that coffee, I couldn't get my own coffee and do this then. Oh, that was delicious. That was, that was really good. That's a Fruity Pebbles latte I got right there. First rule of radio, always be drinking and or chewing on things loudly. All the time. And speaking of eating and drinking things loudly, Dave, today we went to Acadian Grill. We did. We did. And what's very interesting about this episode is so obviously we had been to Acadian Grill prior and we did indeed go today as we are recording this. Yeah, you and I have been here several times recently to get a reboost of this flavor. And Acadian Grill is located at 725 North 114th Street with a good Miracle Hills zip code of 681. Five, four. And with that amazing zip code read, TJ, we should probably tell folks about the restaurant itself. The Acadian Grill is located inside the Miracle Hills uh, strip mall area there where you can find other restaurants, including, let's see, DJ's Dugout is there right now. Maharaja is there and Julio's and Acadian Grill has their own bay in there. As we are recording this, it's a little chilly outside. They do have a patio available, which I bet in the summer would be quite excellent. And on the interior, I find a nice, warm, inviting, uh, I would say, New Orleans uh, inspired interior with uh, chandeliers. There's uh, beads hanging off of them. They kind of went with the uh, corrugated tin on the inside. A darker color motif with a nice map on the wall. It, it's just a nice and inviting place. Um, definitely casual. And more recently, they have removed the dividing wall that used to be way, way back. If you see the Zamog's food truck driving around, TJ, I believe that this location was actually the Zamog's brick and mortar restaurant. And I have a feeling that wall that they more recently took down was from the line area of where Zamogs would have would have queued up. So he's working on some uh, expansion there, Dan, the owner of Acadian Grill there. So things are a-happening. How do you feel about the interior of Acadian Grill? Dave, you hit most of the points that I was going to. It it has sort of that, uh, 
that barbecue joint feel to it yeah. almost the corrugated metal kind of does that mm-hmm. more than anything for me the Agreed. the wood that feels it, it's not the dive kind of feel no it is not but it's it feels very accessible ooh i let's, like accessible let's put it that way i yes. i don't want to say pedestrian because it has a very very comfortable and again corrugated metal doesn't doesn't push towards the warm but that's something mm-hmm. about that uh rustic I suppose. Yeah, okay. is, is the closest I'm going to get in in verbiage here. All right. So the the overall like base feel to the place is that sort of barbecue joint reminds me a yeah. little of uh reminds you of Fat Shack. Fat Shack. Yes, Thank you. It absolutely does and it's that same kind of the, it's a longer that, that same bay. setup and then with yeah. as you've pointed out the the Acadian Cajun Nolens uh yes. type accents to it. Yes. Warm and inviting, more so than I would think, and the, the openness of the place. Well, I do like the feeling of openness in, you know, especially in the, the spaces I'm going out in. I, yeah. Coziness is also important. I would agree. As open floor plan as this is, somehow the setup of the tables, the decor, certainly the the friendliness of the wait staff and, and Dan, the owner, mm-hmm. all contributes. It it somehow has both the coziness and the openness at the same time, more more so than you would think would be achievable in this this Form space. factor. Yes, yeah, and, it's pleasant. Yes, and I would second that. We had a, a four top table to ourselves for a, a, a quite a decent quantity of dishes because there were two of us, but there were certainly more than two plates of food coming our way. But uh, yeah, I there were plenty of people in there, but I felt that we still kind of had our own little uh, nook in the Acadian Grill, so that was very very cool. I, I like that. How about we? Talk about some food. TJ, between my three visits here uh, recently for this show and uh, your visits as well, I think we have a large cross-section of things. I am going to start with the boudin balls, which is an appetizer. I would liken this to a Cajun arancini because I think that's pretty much what it is. It's a it's a fried rice ball with a little bit of sausage in there. And uh, there are four to a plate, if I recall correctly. And there's a, I think it's like a, a remoulade sauce that comes with them, a, kind of a tart sauce. Perfect crisp and fry on these things. They're about as big as a, uh, hmm, a one and a quarter golf ball sized conveyance, as you say, give or take a little bit. TJ is is questioning my spherical math currently. Well, the thing is, because I I haven't seen uh, your most recent run of boudin balls. Yes, I'm thinking back several years, but I I remember them being uh, closer to yeah that that two golf ball like racquetball size. I remember them being pretty big. Perfect. All right. So let us carry on with the the flavor then. I will say the in the the fry on these is absolutely perfect. I do think it needs the the sauce because it has a slight uh, acidity to a little little vinegary essence to bring it together. The interior wasn't quite as pronounced from a seasoning level as I expected, but with the sauce you get the flavor and the crunch together. So four of these Kind of fun. Um, I'm not sure. There maybe is a couple other spots in Omaha where you might be able to get these, but uh, a neat appetizer. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, TJ, over to you for a dish, unless you want me to hit on something else, because I've got a big old list over here. Uh, I do as well. Um, why don't we Why don't we move into a, a uh, item that we both had? Okay. An item that 
I was not expecting to see on the menu in oh. a, a place of Cajun dining uh-huh. the taco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the taco. And I, I happened to get one of those today. Tell me about the taco, and then I'll tell you about my taco. I keep finding a, a fried, puffy-ish uh, type taco, the, mm-hmm. the fried flour shell taco, in the oddest of places. I think <laughs> it might just be because they're tasty. I keep finding them in weird places like Jimbo's Diner in La Vista has them. Uh, uh, La Vista Kino, uh, if you're if you're looking it up, actually shows up easier there. Recently, I had one at Patty McGowan's Pub. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Wasn't bad either, by the way. Was, I, was, I, I, I I didn't mind it. I the would least believe bit. that. It, I think it's hard to make a great one as it is hard to make a great one of anything, but okay. it's also hard to make a bad one. Okay. So it's a nice menu item to append to your existing offerings at a reasonable price. And append Acadian Grill has. Yes. Dave, did you get the uh, the meat loadout on this taco, the exact type? Yeah, it's red chili. I missed that entirely. <laughs> I, yeah, I just it's chilly. Yeah, when when I was in, I I ordered the taco and didn't think all that much of it, so most of it was a surprise. So a a thicker than most. I certainly wouldn't go as far as puffy. A thicker than most uh, outside shell to the point where almost fry bread like. But it's got a lot of crisp. Like it, it's it's pretty much crisp all the way through with just a little bit of that uh, that bready fluffiness in the middle. It. Felt to me, mine felt a lot like a pastry shell almost. Oh, like a, a, a particularly good, like if you were going to make a, a meat pie, with really a, a high degree of uh, of flakiness and a tenderness in the middle, but a, a an otherwise minimal degree of uh, of tenderness. You're biasing towards the the flaky, high fat content dough and fried to a. A very pleasant, crisp, very, very robust shell was what I got. Now, that said, uh, we will get into the wings later in our our little chat here. Mm -hmm. And our mileage has varied considerably on the wings. So I didn't have any of your taco today. I had mine a few days ago. Uh So uh, the, the exact resultant foodstuffs <laughs> may depend on who is frying and chefing and running front of house what where what staff is where that day yeah uh, so i i am curious then if yours was not a high fat thing uh that sort of oh there's some fat in there yeah not a toothsomeness i hate to call it crumbly but you could you could kind oh, of feel that that fried flour feel all the way through. You could feel huh. the layers, uh-huh. that sort of flaky biscuity? texture, a little biscuity, but not with the biscuity softness. Huh. Dave here. Are you hungry yet? TJ and I are talking Acadian Grill, located at seven two five North one hundred fourteenth Street, where you can get savory plates made with care. If a sweet tooth strikes you, they also make their own ice cream. But let's get to more show. Clearly, I, I'm guessing because before I ordered this taco today, there there was a uh, – we usually don't talk a ton about the food at the table. We save it for the microphones. But uh, I believe you enjoyed your taco. Is this correct, TJ? I enjoyed it thoroughly. Excellent. The shell is now a, a matter of strong curiosity because right. we usually agree on practically everything, at least certainly food-related, where we're on the same page on almost all things except for a couple of contentious almost. items. And it's looking – Everything in common, like this one, yes, might be uh-huh. a, a shell of contention. 
Oh, well, here's the interesting. I, I wanted to get that out there that you enjoyed your taco very much. And then I'm going to reverse that bookend and tell you that I also enjoyed my taco very much. And the description off the menu to get that out there is house-made fried dough, ground beef, six pork chili, lettuce, tomato, cheddar cheese. Interesting. So did you just say six pork chili? According to this menu, for which I am holding in my hand with the official Acadian Grill Scratch Kitchen seal, I will read this directly. House-made, space, fried dough, ground beef, six pork chili lettuce, tomato, and cheddar <laughs> cheese. All right. We we may need to uh, to ask questions and, and return next week with a correction on certain items or at least a clarification because I'm not sure about the six pork chili lettuce. The last time I was in and I'm I'm going to minimize uh, talking about the soups because they were delicious. Yeah, but they were not the the primary things not of the note of the on show. either visit. Okay, but the last time I was in, I have since forgotten, but I remember at least three or four chilies in the smoked chicken chili, which was what I had the last time, and it was a heck of a list. So it may be a six six chili. Pork chili, possibly? Probably so. And and so I, I first of all, I, I, I now I want a six pork chili. <laughs> I, I cannot cast any spelling stones or, or grammatical stones at anyone because I am very guilty of this, especially with compound words, etc. I really just wanted to read six pork chili lettuce because, because we it's all exciting. want six, six pork, pork chili, chili lettuce. lettuce now. Of course. I don't know how you breed it. I don't know what kind of GMO magic goes in. And well, uh, I'm not always for the, the crisper method of making vegetables more interesting and productive. If you can make me a six pork chili lettuce, I need that seed <laughs> pack it now i i think my carbon steel walk and i are going to make some six pork chili lettuce with some chili crisp on it it's going to be amazing it's going to be pork chili six ways or oh, man. six different porks or something i was going to say there's so many different cuts of pork and ways to prepare it i, I can totally see a six pork chili and chili but in this case amazing. i think you're about to have six pork and five spice and everything's going to come up roses exactly and that is with the situation with my taco but i think you and i had a slightly different taco the meat in there <laughs> barring are fortunate because it was funny description of the the interior but think a a red meaty non-beanie chili is instead of just Ground beef in there is what I got. Lettuce, cheese. But the shell, though, you said yours was like crispy and those things. I got 100% delicious softness with a just enough tender dough density. It was not greasy in any way, but I did not find it uh, crispy Ooh, I, throughout. I will add to that. I am surprised with the softness yeah. that yours was not greasy because mine not also was not greasy. I, nary um, a grease. Yeah, had had that, I hesitate to say, a shortbready crispness all the way through. Really? But you were you were very aware of, in the best possible way, yeah. flour and fat. Right. It, it just had oh, that I was aware of flour and fat, but it was a totally different texture. Yeah, so, and I, I could right. feel the not, not as layered perhaps as a pie crust, but you could definitely feel it kind of kind of break apart in the same way as a, I don't want to say crisp, but more, a more robust pie crust. Yeah. So I think what we have is a winning taco shell dough recipe Yes. that no matter who's frying it or <laughs> it how, matter. it seems to come out pretty good. The chili makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's I different. Didn't, 
yeah, I forgot to ask on my way out because I was very happy and very full and just kind of kind of went on my merry way. Uh, so I didn't remember to ask what was in the taco. But as you describe, six pork chili the lettuce. six pork chili lettuce was yours saucy at all? Yes. Okay, mine very minimally saucy. Minimally saucy, but the, yeah. the flavor seems mm-hmm. uh, seems correct. So you have in in Dave's case your softer flour shell fried yes. up, non greasy. My uh, crispy flour shell fried up, also nary a bit of grease to be like my fingers were clean while eating my fried dough taco shell. Cheese of a decent quality, uh, decent sized slices of cooling lettuce. Like the whole thing together was. A whole lot of layers and a whole lot of tastiness. It was indeed. And I want to move over to some additional tastiness for something that I have not tried until today. I had, well, you had this too, and that was the the Cajun poutine. This was an item that I have not yet had at Acadian Grill until today. So these are longer cut French fries, not a not a shoestring, more like a um like a crinkle cut, but not. The the straight standard like a home fry. Right. It's not, not that. That is a very specific image that's not quite no. right either. Uh, batter dip fries, a little bit larger yeah. than a quarter inch. Um, yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, covered in gravy. There was so much gravy on these things. And I didn't know quite what to expect with the cheese because the, the cheese actually worked out really well. It melded into the gravy nicely and had an excellent flavor profile, nicely spiced all the way through. And it wasn't, can, dare I say it was not heavy for poutine, if that makes any sense? Well, it's it's the lack of cheese curds, which I yeah. think would have been a misstep I in agree. this preparation. It would this not have worked as well. Uh-huh. Or, it's, you know, cheese curds, thick gravy, and in, in poutine, generally speaking. Right. That's not and at all what And it's a thinner gravy. Yes. It's, it's not a really thick, floury gravy. There wasn't a ton of roux, you know, used to really just bulk this out or flour to bulk this out or anything. It was a thinner gravy, but still had a great texture to it. Stuck to the fries good. There were plenty in the bowl and just a great flavor. And I had pointed this out towards the end of the meal is that the part of the fry that was sticking in the gravy and cheese and everything. Sure, it was a little, you know, gravy saturated as you wanted it to be. But even at the end of the meal, the part sticking out of the gravy was still crisp. And I kept going back to this poutine throughout the meal and ended up polishing off the rest. I was going to leave it, and and then I didn't, and I just kind of polished off. I really enjoyed this. I made the bad show prep mistake of <gasps> leaving happy and full mm-hmm. uh, rather than further doing research. I believe, yeah, that that might have been the same base as the gumbo. Ah. The soup that I had beforehand, I believe was the same base as the gumbo with some cream added yes as yes, we were correct the, uh, the special Dan, Dan soup for told today. us what everything was and three specials I, today I, when I, we went i in. didn't take notes like i should have but i believe both shared that gumbo base mine being with cream and that being the base itself over fries with uh with some cheese in there so having had the soup first mm. i had some difficulty picking out the differences between what probably shared a great many spices however the the quality of the fries and the way that they stood up to the preparation was very very noticeable that was my big takeaway there indeed and the definite some like red pepper in there cuz you could see that within there and a little bit of the cheese again it was not overly cheesy so if you're if you're scared of poutine don't worry about it go with this anyway and man i would put this gravy on some mashed potatoes and just love life 
Dave here, moseying in mid-show to tell you that we're talking about Acadian Grill at 725 North 114th Street. There might be some time enough for a bite of Gouda Mac, but hang on, there's more to come. Quick break and a note that if you'd like to support our show, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal with the handle at Fatterday Omaha. That's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A. And if money isn't the thing, but you have talents or time you can lend our way, just shoot us an email at fatterdayomaha at gmail.com or share and interact with us on social and help us grow. Back to the show. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and today is all about Acadian Grill. They're located at 725 North 114th Street, and TJ and I traverse the menu from Mac to Maple, ice cream that is, and I'm happy you're here with us. So let's dig in. I need to send it over to you, TJ, for yet another thing. What uh, what else did you happen to get on your many plates of many foods? Well, I believe we can stick with uh, things that we have both had for this next one here. All right. As we kind of split a plate of wings. I we did. certain that I had uh, more than you did. I think just because of the distribution of food, and I think I might have enjoyed them slightly more. I will say... Again, difference in preparation. Uh, when I had them, I want to say a couple of months back, okay. something like that, they were very. They were served in a different matter. These had uh, much more Instagram-worthy preparation. Oh, they looked great. Yeah, they, they were beautiful. I want to uh, – oh, it was 10 wings for 10 bucks was the special today yeah. on those. So 10 wings arranged on a uh, rectangular plate with a little cup of uh, house-made ranch. Can we talk about correctly. how many individual items actually came out on that plate? Because it wasn't 10. Oh, that's right. It would have been five because the wings were not split. Yes, you got which, the whole yeah, wing. Which also made for a nicer preparation, and that's... No drummies and flats on this. Yeah, you got plays, the whole thing. plays partially into the differences in this versus the last time I got them, where I think think they were separated, but I do oh. not remember. However, these were more crisp by far. They were, that fry was dead on perfect on these. Which, and smoked. Yeah, positives and negatives here. In both cases, the smoke was good. Mm -hmm. Nice, even, not too little, not too much. Some Somewhere in the middle where I could still taste some of the chickeniness. Yes. But it had a nice uh, kind of, you know, umami, deeper yes. flavor to it with the smoke. Chicken uh, was moist. Yep, done, done with a clarified butter on the outside, so super crisp. And wherein you got more of the butter... They were extra good with the butter, where, where it really concentrated, because uh, you had complained about a they, they could stand to be a little bit more salty. I am and a I, salt guy, yeah. but I think I think my my palate, my salt detector palate has evolved over the last four and a half years. I think I have a legitimate one that I could have used a little something here. I felt they were a little flat compared to the last time I had had them, despite the fact that they had that nicer, more crisp texture. Yeah, fry was perfect. So I, I, I agree with you on that, and I don't know, butter could have been unsalted for all I know on this one, but uh, where wherein I got a good hit of that, that improved the balance considerably. Okay. That said, well, these were, the crisp was nicer, and they were certainly more pretty. Again, Gorgeous. very nice presentation on oh, these yeah. things. The last time I had them, again, don't remember if they were separated or not, but they were a little less crisp. Okay. They were almost saucy in their own right. I think the really? combination of oh, the butter, butter and a little less of a fry. Okay. And they were all kind of piled together, ah. which 
you know, your your takeout wings doing that is not great, but on the plate set hot and fresh in front of you, oh, yeah. I think it did them some favors. And I remember them being a little bit more salty at the time. Okay. And also because they had sat together and softened up just a little bit. Yeah. And they, they had that feeling of sauciness to them. Mm-hmm. I think they were a little bit nicer and a little bit more moist with the less crisp fry. Oh. Again, still a crisp fry, still good, crisp yeah. skin, and that smoke combined with all of those factors. This time they were good. I would not discourage anyone from ordering them. Uh-huh. They were my least favorite part of the meal, honestly, okay. other than they were beautiful and crisp. They were. This time they were decent wings. The last time I had them, again, a couple of months back, I would possibly rate them the best wing I have ever had. Wow, that's a very bold claim there, my friend. Mm -hmm. And a a pretty wide golf between the two. Again, in both cases, good. Golf? I would say if you were there and wings sound good to you, order the wings. But this is another your mileage may vary because it went from good wings this time to... Blew my socks, my shoes, and possibly like the cuffs of my pant legs off the last time I had them. Well, so it sounds like either way the the fry was good. I I have to say, I, you know, smoke was good, fry was good. the The butter is a Cajun butter. I felt that for me it was it was a clarified butter and obviously a a high quality butter that was on there. And I I think what's kind of fun about these is almost their simplicity in the, in the fact you've got smoke. Butter, salt, crisp skin. There isn't a, a heavy sauce on them, so you are getting that chickeny essence that you were talking about, which is very cool. And today's with the non-split form factor, with the drummies and the flats all together in one big wing, the heat retention was amazing. These were insanely hot, and of course, the nice part is, is you can see the kitchen from wherever you are in Acadian Grill. Everything has to be hot and fresh. The distance, I mean, literally maybe even less than a stone's throw from kitchen to table. It's right there. It's going to be way hot. So that's cool. Okay, so let's move on to some additional things. Uh, TJ, did you have the uh, jambalaya or uh, gumbo on your on your foray here? Now, I think you did say you had the gumbo. I believe, because yet again, didn't take the notes in time. I, <gasps> I'm sorry, loyal oh, listeners. Come on, man. But I believe that the tomato soup, the Cajun tomato had soup, the gumbo was essence. the gumbo base. Yeah. And then uh, cream cream was added yep. on top of that. Yep, and I believe you're correct. Well, again, soup, both visits this time round and last time round, the least notable part of the meal, still delicious, warm, and satisfying. Okay. Um, if there's any way when this isn't the soup of the day that I can just get them to tip a little cream into my gumbo. <laughs> You'd be I'm, all right. I'm going for that. Nice balance of flavors. A couple of pieces of uh, good andouille sausage in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, due to the... Not heat, but, you know, all them Cajun spices in there. Uh, I'm not sure if the tender, slightly shredded meat was a tender, slightly shredded pork or a tender, slightly shredded chicken. Either way, there was a little bit of that, a little bit of the andouille, some vegetables in there. Very nice on a uh, not super cold, but cold day. Good day for a a warming, spiced, creamy, semi-mellow, extra comforty soup. Indeed. 
So speaking of comforting and nice, TJ, uh, I actually got a lunch combo, which is kind of a cool deal. Uh, runs about 17 bucks, and you get to try two different things, and then you get a slice of flat-top grilled French bread. And I've got the mac and cheese with tasso ham, which we'll talk about in a second, because I'm not sure if you got that or not. And then I got the jambalaya. So um, usually gumbo, a lot of times having uh, crustaceans in there, some, some shrimp or whatever and things. Not usually my deal. Uh, jambalaya, so I can get it with sausage with andouille in there, some rice, some nice tomato, a little bit more my speed. And I enjoyed this. This was good. It came out in a uh, both of my dishes in kind of a smaller cup there. Um, nice deep tomato flavor and just a nice spice bouquet going throughout this dish, which is my head goes right back to that poutine we were talking about earlier. A lot of the dishes that really stick with me that I enjoyed are these ones that are just have that flavor complexity, jambalaya being very tasty. So that's the the jambalaya. But the other thing with my combo was the Gouda Mac with Tasso ham. I had that on the, the combo and they take the, the ham, the they chop it up in a small, maybe a... Mm, somewhere between a quarter and a half inch. So they take the, the tasso ham and they, they chop it and they put it on the flat top and give it a nice crisp. And then they give you a uh, cavatappi, I think is the uh, spiral noodle shape there that's in there. And I think the sauce is actually set up in a pan with cheese and cream and done like to order just because of how this comes together and if you check our internet-y things on socially things there'll, there'll be a video up there at some point but they're working it fresh to my knowledge and then putting that flat top grilled ham on top of the mac and cheese and i got a second bowl of this today because i wanted to check the sauciness level of the mac and cheese. Co-host Sam, who is not on this episode, and I really like a good saucy mac and cheese. Um, there is another southern restaurant in town that also makes a very delicious Gouda mac that is a very thick, creamy sauce that is just destructively delicious, but wow, you gotta pace yourself because it's super heavy. This is not as heavy. This is a lighter sauce, which is kind of a, a fun difference, so you're not getting the same thing at both restaurants. A different noodle form factor, because here's the cavatappi pasta, and then that ham that's put on top, and there's a decent load of this ham, and think more pork belly slash bacon is kind of the flavor profile of this. It's not gonna taste like your Sunday dinner ham, and definitely, you know, it doesn't have that pink nitrate-like color either. It's just, you would say it was pork belly or bacon. Well, it's darker than that. It, it almost is. borders on like a mahogany. Ooh, very nice. A good color contrast, too, between the the lighter, you know, yellowish kind of semolina color of the noodles plus the sauce and then whack with the tasso ham on top. This is a great dish. My preference is how I ordered this both times is as a side. I'm not sure I can handle an entire large bowl of this, but boy, do I like it as a side, which is the way I got it today, or as part of that lunch combo. The sauce itself, he must put some type of, uh, uh, there's some herbs or some pepper in there because it is not just a straightforward Gouda sauce, which is just fine too. But there's a little bit more of that Acadian Cajun uh, flavor profile sitting in there. I don't know, some you know pepper, or maybe he 
put some bay leaf in the, I, I don't know, but it's interesting and fun. And because of the preparation, the pasta also holds up very nice. It's got a good al dente texture to it. It's not mushy or anything like that. And thankfully, it is saucy, which is the way I like it. You can dig your spoon to the bottom of the bowl and kind of flip the noodles around and regulate your sauce level and get as much ham in there as you would like. You can eat it right off on top or mix it all together. Dave here. TJ and I are talking Acadian Grill, located at 725 North 114th Street, where you can get savory plates made with care. Let's get to more show. Teach, how was yours? Oh, Dave. Yes? I'm going to play off the mac and cheese. I haven't had the mac and cheese, oh. I think, for a couple of years now. Oh, so I, I own the mac and cheese on this one. So so you're going to do some type of like noodle bounce? Like, what's happening? Uh I'm I'm doing a tasso bounce. I have a noodle oh. bounce available to me Goodness. from this particular run, but on the last one, yes, Dave. Until you brought up the thing with tasso, yeah, I wasn't going to talk about this until last. Oh, because this this is the one for me, Dave. This this might be the one. Oh, I, my one I've is been coming looking up. for. Yeah, all my life. Yeah, yeah. If you will recall on our our mouth of the south episode, uh-huh. uh huh, I had shrimp and grits. Okay. And I could not say enough good about the shrimp and grits. Uh-huh. So let's talk about the shrimp and grits that I ordered the last time uh-huh. I was at Acadian Grill. For starters, I'm going to get the the potentially uh, unpleasant to think about bit out of the way to begin with. Oh, no. Because there's something about shrimp. First of all, I, I kind of liked him as a kid. As an adult, I don't much care for shrimp oh, no. on the whole. Uh-huh. There is one thing I look for above all else to begin with with shrimp. Did you devein the, the shrimp, shrimp and did you do it well? Because you had a very bad experience as a kid, which we will not talk about here, about shrimp that were not deveined. Correct. Yes. So, But, but yes, your dish. This shrimp was perfectly done. Excellent. It, it in, in the regular, uh, not fully butterflied, but in the regular uh, curly shrimp format that yes. you would expect in a, a well... More curled up than in, say, a shrimp cocktail. They were almost a kind of a round. Okay. But perfectly split down the back. If if you could sort of envision a cross between in shape a shrimp and a popcorn kernel, where it kind of popped and yeah. plumped okay. during cooking. I got you. So TJ, who is not a big fan of shrimp as an adult, for starters, the shrimp were perfect. Excellent. The shrimp were slightly moist. Uh-huh. slightly toothsome, this uh-huh. this perfect al dente texture. For someone who avoids the stuff on a regular basis, yes. I found these delicious. I gobbled up everyone with uh, joy and hopefully grace and a plum. <laughs> so the worst possible thing that could happen was excellent. The thing that was most important to me in this, done perfectly, and the thing that I am going to be the harshest critic of, they did better than... I have had in in years upon years of memory, these were excellent shrimp. Nice. Now, the grits. This is the other thing. It's not something I've had go wrong often. Uh-huh. But I haven't had it go right, right uh-huh. many times in life. Yeah. Cheese grits, mildly, but not so much that you, you don't notice it there, flavored cheese. Uh, a, a cheddar-ish, if not a cheddar, but not... Not super sharp, not super yellow. They were a white color in color grits, or at least in contrast to the tomato sauce, they certainly were. And at once, 
dense and cheesy while also being pillowy and light. The only other time I remember having this experience with grits that were this dang good was that Mouth of the South episode where I just couldn't shut up about the things. Uh-huh. This is on par. These were absolutely wonderful. So I love the shrimp. I love the grits. On top of all this, you have a a delicious, uh, slightly acidic as a tomato sauce. I don't know about should be, but a seafood tomato sauce. I want that that hit of acid okay. to go with the seafood flavor. I think they they meld nicely. And in that tomato sauce, a lot of uh, I, I was aware of the vegetables. They weren't so firm as to not meld. They did blend nicely. But I was aware of them. They were just a little al dente. Some diced red and green pepper, some onion were, were the things I really noticed. So this bright, acidic, and at once savory tomato sauce over perfectly cooked, perfectly prepared shrimp. And the tasso. Yes. The tasso, the crowning the tasso uh, tie-in. part of this entire dish here. The moment I bit into that, it was I was thinking of it as a, a garnish, as an extra, as a nice to have, and wow, the depth of flavor and the smoke on this extremely generous portion of Tasso. Oh. There was a, a significant portion of the protein, I, I think possibly outweighing the shrimp was made up for by this wonderful, deeply savory thing. So I had that that mahogany, smoky, savory tasso on top of my Cajun-spiced, uh, interesting, nuanced, and acidic tomato sauce with the slightly al dente vegetables and the perfectly cooked shrimp over my wonderfully at once dense and pillowy grits. Everything about this was flawless. And everything about it was at once in contrast and in harmony. I love this. If you go back wow. and listen to our original Acadian Grill episode, everything has has very clearly been iterated on and developed and strengthened and improved. I was going to save wow. this for the summary, but I'm going to say it in talking about oh, just the dish. Do it. When we first went, I could taste the enthusiasm. It was good food. It was different than what was available to me. I hadn't had this in Omaha really before. Different flavors than you were getting. Now I I can taste the love that that is certainly there, that that warmth, that wonderfulness, very dishes prepared with care. I would say on top of that, in this and a few other things on our list, I've talked about tasting the love any number of places here. I can also taste the skill, Ooh. the the perfect crisp on the outside and soft on the inside, the exact right doneness of so many things in concert. There is very much a level of thought put into this and a level of skill and practice that is a rare and many splendored thing. Ooh. I am ever so slightly in love with this Aww. plate of shrimp and grits. Wow. Wow. Um, I also got grits on my favorite item that I had throughout these three visits here recently. But I'm going to save that for last because I'm going to close with that because I can feel the uh, the wow. Like that was a destination dish. Like you would go back just for that, it sounds like. Which and is it was awesome. the one I thought I wouldn't like. That's even better. 
Thanks for being part of our show, where we are surrounded by flavor at Acadian Grill, located at 725 North 114th Street. If you missed anything, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And also, hang on just a bit. We'll be right back. Last stop before the end of the show. If you've got value in your life from our show, be that entertainment, information, or maybe just a laugh, please consider sending value our way via Venmo or PayPal with at Fatterday Omaha, that's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A, and 20% of monetary contributions will go to a food-based program or charity. Truly, thank you for listening and all your support. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and today is all about Acadian Grill. They're located at 725 North 114th Street, and I'm happy you're here with us. So let's dig in. I believe today you also got the five pepper pappardelle as well with some very nice looking pasta in the five pepper pappardelle pasta. Is that uh, accurate? <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, so we aren't going to spend a ton of time on this, although it's it's my thing and, generally speaking, for Acadian Grill, it's uh-huh. the thing I, I have a hard time not ordering and then ordering something else. Oh, yes, and. It was my absolute favorite from our very first, again, on the podcast episode. Aha. Uh-huh. It has not gone down in quality, but the other things that I'm having have increased so very much that... Uh, it's good, but it's not my standout at all. Because the other that things said, have been elevated. Yeah, that said, it's very tasty. That pasta looks great. It's a very nice, not overly thick, but certainly thick and rich cream sauce. Yeah. Spices in there, I believe, but not so much that they are they are particularly noticeable, mostly because you are going to wind up with it's a chicken, or you can sub blackened catfish. Mm-hmm. Now... Faithful listeners to, I'm certain, the podcast, and I'm pretty sure since on the radio show, we have discussed TJ's feelings on blackened anything. Mm. Generally speaking, I am not a fan. The spice mix is okay. Usually it is overly cooked, you know, cooked too dang hard. It sometimes is quite literally blackened, which is not fine. Not just the spices, I'm, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that's the way it's supposed to be for some people, but not for TJ. And usually there's just way too dang much of it. In the the chicken has a little bit more. This time I subbed for the catfish, which again I have trouble with catfishy catfish. Mm-hmm. So we will get into that momentarily. But there's a little bit more of the blackening spice on the chicken. Still a good blend. A little bit less on this catfish. And the catfish, well, you're you're aware it has that uh, that kind of earthiness sure. that catfish has. That uh, ocean fish not so much, which. In this case, I actually liked when it is done right, the way grandma used to make it, darn it, (laughs) when it is done well, I do like catfish. It's just I rarely have it where I'm not very aware of uh, its exact position in the food chain. Yeah. And in this case, it's just enough blackening spice where you, you get those Cajun flavors, but it was so moist and so tender and so at once... Soft, tender, and robust. So it really, it's one of the fishes where it feels like you're really eating something, which is kind of one of my favorite things about catfish. Sure. It's the reason I like, despite, I think it's a less popular fish, but like orange roughy, Mm. where the qualities that I would be looking for in a meat, a a land meat, (laughs) are are there as well as the tender, you know, flaky fish 
kind of feeling. So it, it had all the things that I could ask Catfish to have. I think two strips, but two fairly large yeah, good size. Uh, strips of Catfish. And the exact right amount to, to go with this pasta. Now, it is extremely saucy. Every time I've eaten it, it I've had a lot of sauce saucy. left over. Yeah. But it's rich and thick and delicious. And the only modification I would make is it came with one of those toasted kind of triangular slices yeah, of a baguette. Bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like one more of those. Oh. That's about it. Okay. Uh, one note on the pasta. Yes. I'm not sure if we've discussed it on the show, but we have uh, have had a pasta-making crash course, you uh, twice now. Yes, with, with wonderful Piero Cotrina of uh, WD Cravings. That's right. We've been made more aware of the, the structure of the stuff and, and different ways it can be made and different ways that it the, the mouthfeel. There are many different ways to make pasta, but if you've got the same dough recipe, you can make it into many different kinds. And the shape and mouthfeel is massively important. It's a very big part of the thing. And this, the pappardelle, if I'm, I always wonder if I'm saying it right. Um, Sounds good. It had something similar to the the layered you feel, the feel your teeth go through that it. that a handmade in-house made pasta would have yeah. i did not check to see if it was handmade or in-house made but the feel I of see. it is very much there it yeah. had that fresh feeling but also you could almost as you bit into it feel one two three four five that kind of feeling uh-huh. of going through the layers as you bit into each piece it it's a wonderful textural sensation and again as with seemingly everything perfectly cooked i i enjoy it excellent not the star of the show and we have more things to get the shrimp and grits and i i just realized what your next thing is (laughs) and now we're gonna have a fight at least my stomach is gonna win in this battle because my star of the show my favoritest favoritest thing on my last three outings here that i had has to be the Cajun meatloaf. Usually, yes, he just said meatloaf. meatloaf. I know. And you're thinking, oh, it's meatloaf. Oh, boy, TJ. This is the most, it's hard to say, the, the, the most, one of the most flavorful, savory, hunger-destroying, satisfying comfort foods I have had in a long time. The Cajun meatloaf, because it has that same level of attention to detail in the seasoning that the other dishes that I really enjoyed have, like like the gravy on the poutine, this came with two big slices of meatloaf, and it was served over grits. And you could get the, the sauce on there a couple different ways. I went with the Berblanc sauce, and... This dish, TJ, was so amazing because I had this before they took the wall down in the restaurant that a whole nother table looked over at my plate and was like, dang. (laughs) Huge plate, two big slices of meatloaf. These grits were creamy and delicious. That beurre blanc sauce, a little bit of, uh, I think maybe a little bit of acidic little tartness hit in there to go with the savoriness of the meatloaf. And such a complete dish. Holy smokes, this was good. The closest I can reference the beurre blanc to is almost, there. there's a creme fraiche kind of quality to it. Oh, just that little bit of L- a little hint little of tanginess tangy, and a tarty. whole lot of creaminess. Oh my gosh. 
This was a trough of food that came out to me. It was one of those really big bowls. I had I had to stop myself actually from from finishing this. I this is the when I went in for this meal. This is a lunch. I just got this. Nothing else. And I made it through one and more than three quarter slices, and I had to stop myself from finishing this because just the grits and everything there with the meatloaf was so, so filling and so, so satisfying and delicious and such a deep, complex flavor to a meatloaf, people. It was a delicious combination in there. So all the whatever, I, I'm assuming maybe he's getting a little bit of a tasso ham or maybe some andouille in there or whatever he's doing is delicious perfectly cooked great color on the meatloaf and again much like the tasso ham and the uh the gouda mac the color palette separation between the the meat on there with its myardiness and then the grits with the berblanc sauce on there great to look at and you could regulate the creamy factor that you wanted, you know, you could get a bite of just the meatloaf or pull down into those grits and get those creamy, delicious grits to go with it. And you could just take a little bit of the grits by themselves just because of how it was staggered out there. I loved this so much. And this is a dish that, in fact, um, you know, we had talked about uh, Coho Sam from, from the podcast here. I actually sent him a message and it was like, out of respect, Here's some meatloaf because he is a big fan of uh, former Red Zone Barbecue, which is no longer in Omaha. Used to do a smoked meatloaf, and this really harkened back to that level of flavor and detail. And this, honestly, for me, this was my dish. I am a huge mac and cheese fan. I would order this and these grits over the mac and cheese. It was awesome. Dave here. Are you hungry yet? TJ and I are talking Acadian Grill, located at 725 North 114th Street, where you can get savory plates made with care. If a sweet tooth strikes you, they also make their own ice cream. But let's get to more show. The seasoning, Dave? The herbaceousness. Well, now we're going to have two fights. The first fight, Dave, is you hardly mentioned the texture. I mean, you did. Oh, the texture was But great. you talked an awful lot about the seasoning. I did. Dave? Yeah. The crust, mm. that crispy exterior, that just hint of thin but robust, Ooh. meaty, crusty goodness Ooh. on the outside of that. Yeah. Uh, clearly, you know, has it from baking that that crust you get on the outside of a really mm. good meatloaf, which I realize for many people that's an oxymoron. But darn it, the best ones have that crust on the outside from baking, and then it looks like they hit it again on both sides where they sliced it to make sure it's mm. got that all the way around, and then they drizzle that beurre blanc on top, so there's a little bit on top and a little bit around the side, so you got that, as you were saying, varying your creaminess amount. Yes. You also have the extra beurre blanc sauce around the side, so if you want that a little bit more of that slight tang and creaminess on yes. your meatloaf, you can dip into that around the sides. That's the first fight we're going to have, Dave, is the texture. What I love the spice, but what really hit me was the texture, I love it. even more so, the perfect crustiness. But here, Dave, yes. is the second fight we're going to have. What's that? Because you just heard how much I love those grits. But Dave, right. I had mine on sweet potato mash. What? And you know, 
what this meatloaf belongs on, it's sweet potato mash. You can You can take <gasps> your grits and put them right on the side. You can put them on the side, Dave, because this meatloaf what? goes on the sweet potato Why? mash. What? The smooth and creamy and lightly spiced, perfect sweet potato you mash. Do like sweet I don't like sweet potatoes that are sweet, but these were sweet, sweet potatoes with a delicious, <laughs> like, carameliness to them and i couldn't tell how much was from possibly roasting of the sweet potatoes to bring out their natural sweetness and possibly some maple syrup in there i wasn't really certain sugar sweet maple syrup these deep delicious caramel notes in my incredibly creamy mashed potatoes with Uh my slightly crisp meatloaf and the beurre blanc sauce Uh on top the textural sweet and savory feast that happened was one of the most wonderful things to ever exist well the shrimp and grits was my star of the show for this Uh certainly the meatloaf came in the closest second possible to the point where i'm trying not to mention my notes as much on the show and just talk yes but i have to say that in my notes i wrote unironically little slices of heaven oh that's a beautiful summary, and I'm not a big sweet potato fan, but you make me want to try this because the savoriness of the meatloaf, the slight tart acidicness of the beurre blanc, and the sweetness of the sweet potatoes, you've got like a balanced, balanced dish there with like slamming flavors. So that, that sounds really, really good. Yeah, and that's, again, on the review of the sweet potatoes, there are things TJ loves and things TJ hates. I do like a number of sweet potato preparations. Yes. But these are slightly sweet, but not too sweet, sweet potatoes. Whereas if you, for instance, show me your sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top at Thanksgiving, I will say horrible things to you. And oh, we no. will never be able to be friends anymore. Oh. I hate them that much. And these I loved with a fiery passion that still <laughs> burns deep inside me. Oh, my. And that was a while back. Wow. I don't think you could get much better than that. So that's three dishes that we had that were just sensational. So there's a lot to try on this menu and many different things to get. You heard several things from us today that are kind of our go-tos. And I would say that kind of the summary there is just go to Acadian Grill and check them out. Go see Dan there. Go check out the flavors that he's got going and the different savory items. I think uh, both of us had things with grits that were good, that meatloaf, uh, the five pepper pappardelle, and all those different things. And maybe maybe try that poutine if you want to, too, or that. Get something with tasso ham. So many, so many options. Or, or maybe even the taco. Go there. Check it out. Go see them in Miracle Hills. Just try something on the menu. Quick hint, you can add extra protein. It's at the bottom of the menu if you want some additional stuff. Or maybe try one of those lunch combos if you want to try a couple of things. But I think, honestly, the best execution, though, are the single large plates like the meatloaf, like the shrimp and grits. And they are very delicious. Oh, and by the way, before we leave you, there's also ice cream. I had some maple ice cream. It was delicious. They make it there. Maybe give that a try. Okay. And with that, then, I will say, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And we are Fatterday Omaha. Thank you for being with us. And, of course, until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.